Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, let's pray just before we get into things. Lord, we thank you for what a great morning together where we can just remember you, worship you, give you honour and praise. Lord, we thank you for your moving when we can see it and even when we can't. And we pray this morning you would speak to us, you would encourage us, and that you would breathe your life into us in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I start, I'll just give you a quick update on, uh, on uh, where we're at to with some of our uh, gathering as pastors uh, politically this week. We had a great meeting um, and further to the city at uh, one of the other guys' churches. And um, it, was, it was absolutely fantastic to see, uh, you know, around 50 plus pastors from all different denominations. There were some Greek guys all dressed up in their, you know, beautiful gear and uh, the Greek Orthodox and there were, you know, every denomination you can imagine almost represented in one room with one voice all saying we want to stand for Christian biblical conservative values in our state. And uh, yeah, give, the, give him a round of applause. Um. Uh, because by no mean uh, am I leading this or anyone in particular. It's quite a funny thing because there's no name or brand or leader. It's just a, a, a grassroots gathering of, of pastors who have all said, we've had enough. We've had enough of things declining in our political system and Labor and Liberal, both of them compromising on so many uh, moral, fundamental, common sense uh, views and uh, and laws. And so... There's a real stirring, and I was really encouraged uh, meeting some pastors that I, I that from Salisbury, from Border Town, from Port Elliot, all over the state gathering, and they're they're all saying we want to we want in, we want to stand up, and we want to uh, make sure that this generation is a generation that stands up for righteousness in our parliament. And so there's going to be a, a whole lot of things that will come out of this, but. Um, we'll keep you posted. One thing I will say is if you were declined in your signing up of the Liberal Party, you might just want to go back up and, and sign up online now. That's the easiest way to do it. And then, uh, as some of you have already done, or if you want the Labor Party, just sign up online. Uh, some of you will ask questions about Family First. All of that stuff we can tackle uh, over coffee or at other times. Uh, but it's, it's, it's fun times, isn't it? But God is on the move. And let me encourage you, when you get 50 pastors in one room from every different blend, uh, some of these guys are, haven't seen each other's in years or might have even been from same blends and had splits and things, and they all gathered uh, for that one cause. And uh, so it's quite a miraculous thing that's going on in South Australia. And we believe that we can stop the tide and that we can stand in South Australia as maybe other states haven't been able to. And so be praying. Be active, uh, be aware, uh, and we'll give you more information in the coming weeks and months of how you can stay connected and just aware of what's going on uh, so that you can really uh, be as active as you possibly can be. And thank you for everyone who's just jumped on and asked questions and 
Uh, I mean, I must admit, you guys have been phenomenal because after we had that big Sunday really uh, pushing big time, we didn't have anyone with any issues whatsoever. And yet at some other places I've heard they've had some dramas with people not liking it. So you guys are phenomenal. You are fantastic at, uh, yeah, give yourselves a uh, round of applause because that kind of unity has power, okay? It really does. So I've already prayed, haven't I? So I won't pray again. It's, it's just nice to transition time sometimes. But uh, give the person next to you just a pat on the shoulder. I think they need one this morning. One thing I've found is with masks on, everyone goes a little bit quiet. Everyone goes a little bit shy because you, you can hear yourself very loudly, can't you? And you sort of get everything straight back on yourself. So let's start in John chapter 1. I want to talk this morning on how he sees us, how God sees us. John chapter 1 verse 17 says, For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Have you ever looked in the mirror? And I don't know about you, but we have a couple of switches we can use in our mirror. And um, when we built our house, we thought it would be a good idea to put a lot of bright lighting in the bathroom. And um, so we have one switch where we can have really bright lights and another switch where we can have sort of dimmer mood lights. And I've noticed something about both Karen and I. We always use the dimmer mood lights. And there's a reason for that, is because when you put on the full-blown lights, it's like, whoa, okay, I'm getting more than I was asking for this morning. There's a blemish here, a wrinkle here, you know, there's things that I haven't seen in years. And this is what it's like sometimes when, if we are looking at life through God's eyes, or through man's eyes, we can get a different perspective. God sees us without our blemishes. He sees us without our wrinkles. He doesn't focus in on every little sin and every little blemish or trip up or issue that we might be carrying. He has the mood lighting on. He has the good lighting on you because he loves you and he believes in you. And he's championing everything you are. He created you and me for a reason. We're not just here to fill space and time and, and just fill up a life of 75 years and then we just tip off and nothing happens. You are here because he's called you for a reason and a purpose. And sometimes if we focus too much on the blemishes, if we put the wrong lighting on ourselves, it causes anxiety, it causes stress, it causes self-rejection, self-doubt, because we're seeing all the problems that we carry. But I want to encourage you this morning, God sees you through good mood lighting, really, really good mood lighting through his grace and his mercy. One thing about the Old Testament is when you read the Old Testament, it's quite heavy going at various times because there's a whole lot of rules and regulations and legislation that the people of God have to follow to be worthy to be close to God. Because to be close to God, you need to be holy. But to be holy, you need to be without sin. And the only way you can be without sin is if you are cleansed of that sin. And so in the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice animals and do a whole lot of rituals 
to atone for their sin, to cover over their sin. That's what the word atonement means, to cover over their sin. And in the Old Testament, they had to work very, very, very hard to become holy, if it were possible, to be close to God. And only through them, the the men of God, the priests, could they hear the word of God. And so it was a very isolating relationship. And then comes the cross. The cross of Jesus set a time in history where you and I, humans, can finally have direct connection to God the Father through Jesus Christ. And this is the only way we can have access to God, is through Jesus. And so in the Old Testament, it was kind of like the, the, the bad lighting. The full light of God shone on the people and their sin shone forth. And everything was brought to bear and they had to pay for their sin, so to speak. Atone for their sin. Make sacrifices for their sin. And then comes Jesus and Jesus pays, his, pays the price for all of our sin on the cross and rises from the dead. And what he did then is he made atone for all of our sin. All of our sin that we will ever commit. Jesus in that one event, by his death and his resurrection, he shed the ultimate blood, the ultimate atonement. We never have to make a sacrifice ever again, a blood sacrifice, an animal sacrifice or anything because of the free gift that Jesus Christ gave you and me. It's an incredible message, isn't it? And through that event, you and I have direct access. And all of a sudden, he flicked the switch from really bad lighting on humans to really good lighting. And all of a sudden, we are seen by the Father through the eyes of grace. And the eyes of grace is the best lighting you can imagine. It's, it's like it just, it just makes you look like a Hollywood movie star in your hearts. You, you just look fantastic. There is no wrinkle. There's nothing. Maybe ladies, you've got a bit of Botox if that's what you've always wanted, you know, or something, eyebrows, eyelashes, whatever it is. Men, you've, you're looking buff. You're looking phenomenal. You're looking amazing. I know some of you are cheering on the inside. It's the best lighting you can possibly have because it's the lighting of the Father through the grace of Jesus Christ. And when we receive and walk in the grace of Jesus Christ, we walk in forgiveness. The Bible says in James 1, 22 and 25, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey... It's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. There's a massive difference to knowing the rules and having a relationship. Knowing the rules, there's plenty of people around the world right now that know the rules, biblical rules, moral rules, God's rules, Ten Commandments. A lot of people know that stuff. But there's only a certain amount of people that actually have a relationship with the Father. And having a relationship means the rules aren't done just because we want to abide by the rules. It means we want to please the Father. And out of the grace that he first gave us, the Bible says, while we were still sinners, while we were still sinners, 
He gave his life. We were forgiven. And so it's his posture toward us, not our posture toward him. It's his grace poured out for us, not our goodness in doing anything just to please anyone else. But because the Father loves you and me so much, he poured out his life and his grace is a free offering to each of us. You might be here this morning and you might be a friend of one of the family members and never fully understood the goodness of what is this message? What, why, why do all these people even go to church anyway with all this stuff? It's, it's, you know, whatever. But the reason is, is because we found the ultimate love, the love of the Father. And the Father's love has been poured out first for us. And we then respond to his grace. We are drawn to his grace. And out of that, we then have a moral law that we follow. It's not the law and then the relationship. It's the relationship and then obedience. And that's what this passage talks about. We don't just look at our face in the mirror and hopefully we've got the good mood lighting on. If you live in the grace of God, you've got the good mood lighting on. If you, if you still live under the law, if you still have to obey every law just, just to appease someone, Mother God, Mother Earth or whatever it is, or you have to earn your salvation, then you're living under the law. You got the bad lighting on because all you see is all the wrong things that you do and the wrong things that everyone else does and it all looks bad. But under the grace of God, when we receive his grace, we see others through his grace. When we see how God sees us, we can then give that grace to other people. When we have a harsh judgment upon ourselves, we are harsh judges of other people. But the Father sees you through loving eyes. If that's the only thing you came here this morning to hear, it's probably a good thing to hear. The Father sees you through the eyes of his son Jesus, who laid down his life for you and for me. And through that, this grace is powerful. It's all around us. It's all around you. Where, whatever you're going through today, his grace is enough. His power is around you. And so there's two things out of this passage in James that I think are really powerful for us to remember. The first thing is, don't just listen to God's word at start saying. Therefore, we have to start by listening with God's word. We have to know his word. We have to know the truth. But then we actually have to do what it says, and it's called obedience. By obeying God's truth, his word, what does it then promise? It says in the end there, then God will bless you for doing it. Never forget that God will bless your obedience to him. He will always bless obedience. It's a funny thing raising kids. Those of you who are raising kids, you'll know. And um, Karen and I often reflect on our different upbringings and, and similar upbringings in some ways, but, you know, different ways. I was raised by teachers. And both my parents were originally teachers and then pastors. And so we've learned over the years that typically teachers like rules, don't they? Anyone else raised by te teachers like rules? And, and so you're often reminded of the rules. And, and so I find that coming out in myself sometimes. And, and I like the rules. And certain things are, are, are... My kids are going, yes, I know that. Karen's much more graceful. I think John and Bronnie did a very good job with Karen. I must congratulate you guys on that. 
It's true. It's, it's very true. She has a very graceful approach. And so often she'll just remind me, okay, we've got we to build relationship. It's got to be done from relationship. And I'm like, okay, that's true. That's true. But I still want the bedrooms tidy. <laughs> I'm not that hard. But there's a difference, isn't there? Now, I'm not saying, kids, you don't have free permission to have messy bedrooms. But what I'm saying is through relationship, rules can then flow. Through relationship, all things can be accomplished. And when we have a relationship with Jesus, when we have direct access to the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit, then we can truly walk in obedience. Not because we have to, but because we want to. And there's a big difference. And I think the coming generation and probably the next generation after that, it's going to get even more so important. Relationship is everything. Out of relationship flows obedience. Not rules and regulation flows obedience out of relationship. And it's the same with you and me, with the Father. He loves you. His favour is upon you. He wants to bless you. He wants to bring incredible things about your life. In fact, ending here, then God will bless you for obeying what? For obeying his word. And so by obeying his word, it flows into blessing. You might be doing things now. You might be walking out your life in ways that no one else is seeing some of the stuff you're doing. Your prayers, your giving, your generosity, your cries, your tears, your anxieties, whatever you're going through right now, if it is out of obedience to him, let me give you this promise. He's going to bless you. He will bring about blessing through your situation because he is good for his word. He is good to his word. He wrote the word and it never fails. His word never fails. So I want to finish this morning. I want you to stand. I want the worship team to come back if you guys can come back up. And um, I'd love us just to pray this morning and I want to pray and decree some scripture over us as families, as the house of God, as Harvest Church this morning because his word is all-powerful. And it doesn't matter how you're feeling this morning, his word overrides that. And so we want to receive by faith everything he's got for us. We want to receive his word, his decree over us.